This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 6th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Trump tariffs disrupt NAFTA. USDA working up RFS analysis for President Trump and Northey sworn in today. Trump's tariffs disrupt NAFTA. U.S., Canadian, and Mexican negotiators made solid progress in the seventh round of talks to rewrite the North American Free Trade Agreement, but the successes were dampened by outrage from Canada over the Trump administration's new plans to levy steep tariffs on imported steel and aluminum. Canadian Minister of Foreign Affairs Christia Freeland used a NAFTA press conference in Mexico City yesterday to criticize the U.S. plan to charge a 25% tariff on imported steel and a 10% tariff on imported aluminum. Canada is the largest foreign supplier of both commodities to the U.S. Freeland declared that Canada would view any trade restriction on Canadian steel and aluminum as absolutely unacceptable and vowed that Canada will take appropriate responsive measures to defend our trade interest and our workers. Meanwhile, the highlight of the talks for the U.S. ag sector was the announcement that the negotiators wrapped up the sanitary and phytosanitary chapter of NAFTA 2.0. The new chapter updates standards to improve food safety and protect countries against agriculture imports that could be contaminated with pests and diseases. The agreement, Mexico's top negotiator said, guarantees certainty that our agriculture products are going to be traded without artificial obstacles and based on science. USDA working up RFS analysis for Trump. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sinsky confirms what sources told us last week, that USDA is analyzing a couple of ways to reduce the impact on refiners of the renewable fuel standard. One option that is favored by biofuel producers is a vapor pressure waiver that could make it possible for retailers to sell E15 year-round. The other is the refiner's proposal for a cap on prices for biofuel credits or renewable identification numbers. Sources say that last week at a meeting with lawmakers, refiners and producers, President Trump floated the idea of a temporary cap on rents prices coupled with a year-round E15. Biofuel producers rejected the rents cap. The charge that the president gave both sides is, see what you can do taking a look at both the RVP waiver and some sort of cap, Sinsky told AgriPulse. He said, from our side, we want to make sure to talk about the positive benefits that we believe that an RVP waiver on blends above 10% would have on rent prices. He said USDA thinks the RVP waiver will lower rent prices not only in the short term, but especially over the medium and long terms. That would help solve any kind of problem that exists out there. The USDA analysis also will be assessing what impact a rent cap would have on biofuel usage, he said. Sensky said he didn't know how long the analysis would take. Trump asked for another meeting, but it hasn't been scheduled as yet. Northey to be sworn in today. USDA Chief Sonny Perdue is in Des Moines, Iowa today to attend the Iowa Ag Leaders Dinner and preside over a swearing-in ceremony for Bill Northey, the department's new Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation. Northey, whose position was created under Purdue's reorganization of USDA, will oversee the Farm Service Agency, the Natural Resources Conservation Service, and the Risk Management Agency. 
He's walked the same soil as we have as a fourth-generation farmer from Iowa, and he has a proven track record as a strong advocate for agriculture and his role as agriculture secretary at his home state. That the word of American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall. Under his leadership, Iowa has become a national leader in conservation, and we know Undersecretary Northey will bring the same innovation and farm-grown work ethic to helping farmers across the country fulfill our commitment to conservation. The ceremony will be held in the Paul R. Knapp Animal Learning Center on the Iowa State Fairgrounds at 8 o'clock Central Time. Purdue is scheduled to hold a press conference afterwards. Cotton farmers will miss Cochran. Mississippi Senator Thad Cochran's announcement that he will retire on April 1st is hitting U.S. cotton farmers especially hard. National Cotton Council Chairman Ron Kraft said last night in response to the announcement, Senator Cochran was instrumental in securing seed cotton's eligibility for support under the 2014 Farm Bill. His insight on the challenges facing agriculture and his leadership in shepherding important farm policy through the Senate are greatly appreciated by the U.S. cotton industry. Senator Cochran has been a tireless advocate for providing adequate funding for the cotton industry's priorities and programs. Cochran cited health issues for his departure from Congress. He said, quote, I regret my health has become an ongoing challenge. I intend to fulfill my responsibilities and commitments to the people of Mississippi and the Senate through the completion of the 2018 appropriation cycle, after which I will formally retire from the U.S. Senate, he said in a statement. U.S. once again on top in Korea beef market. The United States is the leading exporter of beef to South Korea once again, topping Australia to claim the top spot for the first time in 14 years. According to data from the Korea Rural Economic Institute, South Korea imported 177,000 tons of U.S. beef in 2017. That's a 13.5% jump over the previous year. Australia, in the meantime, saw a 3.95% drop in South Korea imports. This is the first time since the 2003 case of bovine spongiform encephalopathy in the U.S. that the U.S. has been the top exporter of beef to the Asian country. Since 2004, Australia has led the way after U.S. imports were banned for two years following the BSE scare. U.S. exports to the country have been rising steadily since the enactment of the Korea-U.S. Free Trade Agreement, almost doubling in value since 2013, that according to the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Lawmakers to debate bill on livestock waste. A subcommittee of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee will discuss a bill on Thursday that would exempt farmers from reporting emissions of animal waste under the Superfund law. Witnesses scheduled to speak at the hearing on S-2421, the Fair Agriculture Reporting Method, or FARM Act, include Todd Mortensen, owner and operator of Mortensen Ranch in Hayes, South Dakota, Bill Satterfeld, the executive director of the Delmarva Poultry Industry Incorporated, and Mark Kuhn, a supervisor in Floyd County, Iowa. The livestock industry is backing the bill, which currently has 29 co-sponsors, 17 Republicans and 12 Democrats. Advocates are working to get a bipartisan bill introduced in the House. USDA lends a helping hand to Vietnam. While it's true that Vietnam has just filed a complaint with the World Trade Organization against U.S. import regulations and restrictions on catfish, the USDA isn't holding it against the country. 
Vietnam, one of the countries that the U.S. has expressed interest in doing a free trade pact with, wants to help in developing its livestock production capabilities, and the U.S. is obliging. A delegation from Vietnam met yesterday with USDA officials in Washington to get a crash course in how to build and operate large-scale operations. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Chuck Alley.